When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. How can you tell so Good morning. Welcome to Race Car. Thanks to Ladbrokes. It's making every race this Saturday even more exciting. Just download the app today and Ladbroke it. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. We are live for Race Card. Thanks to Ladbrokes here at the Magic Millions Complex, the famous Magic Millions Complex here on the Gold Coast. As we get set for the first ever Sunshine Stars Yearling Sale, thanks to Nuker and Equine. And I know the boss of Ladbrokes, Dean Shannon, loves his trots, and I think he might be active here at the sales tomorrow afternoon. And we're joined by two gentlemen that have done a lot of work to make sure that this event... Um, will be a success, hopefully, when the sales start tomorrow. First of all, from Albion Park, um, Greg Mitchell, thanks for joining us, Mitch. Um, great to have you here, and um, are you excited? Always a pleasure, Gareth. Yep, super excited, mate. Yeah. Really keen for the first sale, and um, we put a lot of hard work in behind it with Racing Queensland and the club working collaboratively together, and um, to see it all up and running now, yep, really excited. And David Brick, the boss of Harness Racing at Racing Queensland, joins us. Hello to you, Bricky. Hello, Gareth. Thanks for having us, and uh, good morning to your listeners. Yeah, it's been a big couple of years for Harness Racing in Queensland, and um, I've got to give credit to everybody involved with Harness Racing in this state because it's a sport, and I've seen it in my time covering this the, the game because I've got a great passion for the trots, but um, it's a sport that has sometimes lacked imagination and innovation and people willing just to have a crack at it. Um, and we've seen Harness Racing in this state do just that and it's great to see the rewards for having a go yeah I'm, I'm the same as you Gareth I, mean, I think being someone who hasn't really been brought up in the sport yeah. but, but developed a passion and I guess you see other sports and how they develop it and I guess I've aimed and through our team aimed to bring that to harness racing in Queensland as best we can to engage with new audiences but also engage the existing audience uh and our existing participants and, and develop some confidence for them in the industry. And uh, this is no different to sale that uh, I think the, the confidence in the industry you can see and people that you speak to, they can see the industry growing and, and they've got a real confidence in it. And that's ultimately what we'd like to see. And I think, Greg, sometimes we forget that. We, we do need to attract, attract new people to the game, but we also need to look after the people that love the game as well. Yeah, it's a great balance that uh, we've got to get right that uh, the existing participants are catered for but we need new blood in the sport all the time and um, the innovations that David and his team and the club have put together and, and, and that, that's the aim to bring them to the table. Yep. How have you seen Queensland harness racing in the last couple of years? Yeah no definitely we, we've gone leaps and bounds and, and you know I know you said that we're probably third but I think we're probably second now yeah. and, and I think we're well on our way to becoming first. I think we're definitely leading the way of doing new things all the time. Yeah. We're prepared to try things. Some work, some don't. And, um, you know, if you don't don't put them out there and give them a go, you never know. 
Um, so, and obviously with the new facility that's going to be built here in Queensland in, in the next couple of years, uh, we're going to have a state-of-the-art harness centre, uh, on-course stabling, which I know we've had a number of inquiries of interstate and New Zealand trainers looking to take boxes there. Um, so I think the sport's in a good spot. I think that might be the game changer, talking to a few of the interstate trainers and, as you pointed out, Greg, from New Zealand as well, that if you've got a... If you can set up a facility that you can allow people to train their horses a little bit like they do in the US and you race three times at that track, Bricky, it could be a game changer. Yeah, look, the, the industry here has like, been very resilient given the, the facilities we've got. I mean, we've been able to grow our racing product in the last five years, but that's on the back of venues that are, you know, 40, 50 years old, and as you said, without training facilities. So I think once you overlay that with a new facility, like Greg was saying, and you put on some quality training facilities, I think for our own people, but also as interstate and, and hopefully new entrants, we can, we can certainly further grow that. So... You know, our aim is to race there three to four times a week and we're certainly not looking to take away from our existing club uh, the, the volume of racing. We're looking to grow and that's, that's one thing that we think this venue will provide to the industry. So, Bricky, in five years' time, when you have that plan, um, where do you want to see harness racing in this state be? I think, as Greg said, you know, we'd, we'd love to be the best in the, in the country and if that means other states continue to improve and we're still number two, well, that's great the industry nationally we want to see the industry nationally grow but we want to be part of that and help lead that so you know as i said we want to be racing you know seven plus meetings a week in that in in sort of five years time we want to have you know close to 500 cubred foals on the ground here we're at about 350 at the moment so that's the type of direction we're trying to take the industry but we're trying to do it in a sustainable manner not just have a big spike and then down the next year we want it to to, to be sustained Greg, you've been passionate about getting these sales and making sure that Queensland has a healthy standard bread sale. Um, this is the first year for the Sunshine Stars yearling sale. Is it what you have when you had this grand plan for it? Have you exceeded your expectations heading into the first year? We've probably exceeded the number of yep. entries we got, but as far as the concept come together, um, it actually happened really easily and quickly and Nutrient Racing Queensland and the club um, all bought in to the vision uh, it was it was put together and as David said this is a sustainable sale for years to come um, so yeah it's, it's it, what what the thought that we had and what it's actually materialized to be is is what what it was supposed to so what will make this a successful sale in your eyes what do you need to do to make sure because it's a it is a big punt you need to you need to get it right. Um, a healthy sale means a healthy sport. Yeah, no, look, we, uh, we set a budget that we want to have a, a minimum 70% clearance rate and, and an average of 33000 So, uh, like all things, we need KPIs that we've got to hit um, and we need to be accountable to our vendors who, who have been good enough to give us our stock to sell and um, also our purchases. We've, we've got good quality stock for them to buy with um, the best return available for any yearling purchased in Australia this year. You can race for $2.1 million if you're Q-bred, and obviously that figure's pretty close depending on if you're New South Wales or Vic bred, and there's horses here for everyone. Yeah, and you've been passionate as well to make sure that you get some of the interstate and international buyers arrive here because you've got a, a great carnival now that you've established for six odd weeks in the middle part of the year that um, will have some terrific Q-bred races and sales races involved in that carnival now. Um, and we've seen it even as the Magic Millions gallops sales have um, gone.
gone on in the years, they've become like it's difficult for the Queensland trainers. We don't want this to happen here in the trots, but it's hard for the Queensland trainers to, to take on the bigger um, New South Wales and Victorian stables now when it comes to the gallops. Yeah, in relation to the gallops, it is. In the harness, uh, our Queensland trainers buy and hold their own. And um, I think, uh, as you said, the, the ex- experience that we've had with the interstate buyers that are here and the, the New Zealand buyers that are coming is that they're all keen to buy a Q-bred horse, uh, take it home and come back for the winter carnival. Um, that's going to be a huge uh, asset that it entices people to buy. And, um, you know, the winter carnival is actually jam-packed now with what, what Racing Queensland increased the prize money on a number of races, the new square for the trotters. And I think um, that's definitely really, really attractive. Bricky, how have you been able to do it? Um, prize money increases with the sport of harness racing because other jurisdictions around the country have found it difficult to do what you guys have been able to do. Oh, look, I think it starts from the board strategy uh, led by Brendan Parnell, the CEO, and, and the relationship with government. That's been a, a significant part of it. And obviously, most recently, the, the point of consumption tax yeah. changes uh, and the, the revenue that flows back to racing from that. So that's that's been a significant enabler for, for our industry here, whether it be harness racing, thoroughbreds or greyhounds. And all three codes have been able to use... Uh, the investment in different ways to help grow their, their product. But from a harness code point of view, it's it's certainly been, uh, it's great to be able to have some investment. It's, it's great to have it, then you've got to use it properly. And so that's something that we're continually working with. We've got plenty of feedback as to how we do it, but we, we, we aim to engage with industry. Uh, one, to the existing industry as to how we can help them, but then, as I said, other innovations such as the Hayden and that as to how we can speak yep. to people outside the industry and, and, and bring new people in. So it's a bit of a balance between the two. There's been a lot happening at Albion Park. The move isn't far away, Greg. Um, uh, what, what, what's the time frame there? And explain to our, our listeners across the country what is happening with the harness racing from a metropolitan point of view in this state. So, uh, you know, we've uh, Racing Queensland in conjunction with the club have announced that uh, they've purchased a, a property at Norwell for us to move to. And where is Norwell? Norwell's um, Stapleton, Yatlow. It's sort of halfway in between the Gold yep. Coast and Brisbane. Uh, it's really accessible. Um, you can come in from the Gold Coast Airport or the Brisbane Airport. Um, and the timeline is that we will start racing there December 26. Um, so this year? Uh, uh, 26, year yeah. to 2026. Yeah. There's a lot of planning happening in the background at this stage with uh, uh, what the facility should look like, what it should house, what size track. Um, all that's taking place as, as we go through the, the process and, and that'll be announced in due course. So there'll be plenty of consultation with our participants um, with interstate people and, and New Zealand people because we want to have the best facility if we're spending, you know, $100 million. Um, so we're going to make sure that it is the best racing facility in Australia. That's exciting. Don't make it too big of a track, Bricky. Well, that'll be part of the consultation process, Small, Gareth. 800, 900 metre tracks are the most exciting. Just build the camber properly and then um, I'll tell you what, you'll nail it. Well, we've got a consultation process starting in the next week or two. There'll be an opportunity to, for people to have the negotiables and yep. non-negotiables. So I encourage you to yep. jump on there and, and put that feedback in. Well, I'll be, I'll be um, campaigning hard for that. <laughs> yeah, no, we hear that. We hear yep. that. I'm pretty sure, and I, like I'm not speaking, I'm only speaking for myself, that uh, I can't see the track being any bigger than a 1,000. Thank God uh, for that, yeah, because no. Menangle, we, and Menangle's got its place, and um, I'm not having a crack at that track, but, geez, like in a miracle mile, if you draw wide, you still can't win. 
and they say that every horse would get their opportunity if you had a 1,600-metre track. Yeah. And they don't make moves. They went a 62-middle half. Yeah. They're in a heat of a miracle mile. Oh, I'm with like, you. Give me a spell, people. So 800-metre um, tracks with a great camber. Attack Drivers can attack with a lead time. And then we see moves have a push-out rule. Um, and that's an entertaining product for mine. Yep. I don't want to do your job for you, Bricky, but that's what I would do. Can you camp? Can you be in my corner, please, Mister? No, Mitchell? no, I'm, I'm with you, Gareth. We need exciting racing. Yep. We need moves to be made. We need drivers to have the confidence that they can go when they need to. It's not a leader biased, or you can win from anywhere. And, and part of the discussion that I've that I've put up, and, and which part of the consultation is, I think we should have a. And to, another thing to trial is uh, a one, two, and three horse sprint lane that can be moved, yep. so that we can trial these things. Is the racing better? Is it not? And we need to keep evolving the sport. It can't just keep being what it is. Menangle, as you said, it's got its place. They run fast time. Personally, this is only my opinion. It's not a visually on-course experience that I'd like. Yep. Uh, and you know, I don't find the racing exciting. When you, when you watch sport, you love to see the skills of the athlete, whether it's the in harness racing, if it's the standard bred or the driver. And I, I still think that when you watch a product like, let's say, Gloucester Park, for instance, you can see a driver like Gary Hall Jr. weave his magic three back the fence and he rarely gets held up because he's got the ability under the rules to push out and only certain drivers can do that. And then horses are jostling for position. Um, for me, that's entertaining harness racing. Um, and usually you get to see the best horses and hopefully the best drivers taste success. Or when Pete McMullen comes out burning off the gate because he needs to or makes a mid-race move. Um, for me, that's what makes the sport so much fun. Yeah, I think they're really good points that you make. And the other thing we've got to consider is that at the moment here in Queensland, we've got two tracks, so we've got to be mindful as well as catering for the horse population yep. that's here. So they're all the things that will go into it. We'll certainly also engage and have already with wagering partners because that's an important aspect in terms of uh, is there any difference between one track to the next. So we'll get all that information back. And we're lucky we have got Melton, you've got Menangle, you've got Gloucester Park. And to be able to overlay that and, and put that as part of the... Uh, decision-making process. Stay with us. We'll take a break on race card. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Ladbrokes is making every race even more exciting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. We'll take a break and Adam Hamilton will be joining us here.